We pressed it. All right, I think we even got your C-bomb in there. My hair looks... For those of you who don't know, mm. Kyle says cunt before and after every single episode. And it just <laughs> depends whether or not it gets in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually like, I click the button, we'll see. Because it takes like a, a semi-random amount of time. I mean, it is obviously a, a window, but yeah. So, Taylor... You're psyched for the new Twitter 280 character limit? <laughs> oh, so psyched. No, <sighs> no I, was, I just saw it on Twitter because 280 characters is trending. And it's like, like Twitter is already frustrating enough having conversations with people, like if anything that's like serious. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need even longer diatribes. Like it's only bearable now because so many people try and argue in like 140 characters and they end up going... Nah, not worth it. Can't get my point across. And then you're saved like a whole nother you argument. And Hutch, you and know? your arguments will reach next <laughs> level, right, though? Isn't that the goal? Of you know, that could be. You're you know what? This all wrong. Finally, you two will find common ground. If just we just had more characters. It was a character limit problem. Exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, we're headed toward nuclear war. That's what Twitter has done to us. Because now Donald Trump is going to be able to insult Kim Jong-un with 280 characters at a time. Hmm. Yeah, and he's already and, very uh, efficient with his words and how he's like, very bad, no good, ratings. And like, so he's already like queued up for 140 characters. He's going to have a field day with 280. Yeah, he's going to nail him to the wall with this. It, the, the war will be soon. Like, mark my words, we got like six months before this thing kicks off. Like, it's coming. That's ridiculous. The but great Twitter war, as it will be known. <laughs> the great Twitter war. I just don't yes. like, like, I like being able to scroll through my Twitter timeline and read everything succinctly. You know, like, you're, you're going to be doubling it instantly. Because already nobody, like, what, 95% of tweets take all the characters up. Most people, like, use everything they can. And the exact same thing's going to happen. And it's not going to make, like, the arguments better. It's just going to make people lazy, make people lazier in their articulation of it. I'm on the I, other page. I, I feel like... A lot of what I want to say can't be done in 140 characters. And I do get the value of making people think twice and become more concise. But, you know, I can't tell a joke. I can't share a point. I can't ask a question. And if you need to throw in, like, a URL in there or something to, like, go with it, there's a reason that... That's a good point. So many people, uh, w when they tweet, it takes them three to five tweets to say it. You know, we were talking about Trump a second ago. Trump does that a lot. You know, Trump can't mm -hmm. make his points in 140 characters either. Well, you would hope he couldn't, right? Like, you want your president to have something to say. If, if, if he came out and he was just like, everything's good, no problems, peace. You'd be like, <laughs> oh, shit, we really needed some more content, boss. Could you, yeah. come on, wheel it back out there. Stream the man needs along. a little more space to uh, insult the new apprentice host. You, you, know, you, you can't get that done. Your, your point there about being fewer threads i do like that and the url thing that's compelling to me too because you're right it is annoying when you look at a tweet thread and it's like one backslash and they start and you open it up and there's like 30 of them and it's like oh my god like at this point there's no point in having a character limit at all because this motherfucker wrote what they wanted and they were not going to make it any more concise they were going as many <laughs> tweets as they needed so at this yeah, yeah at least that would help with that well that's good Anyway, yeah, I think also I think it's a really good move. I think that, like business-wise, forget about the UI, but I think that a lot of people are moving to places where they're not quite that constrained. You know, I might prefer to say something on a Facebook or an Instagram where you can get your point out. Whenever the UFC fighters want to like talk about an injury they just had, or an opponent, or a win, or a loss, or share some message, they can't use Twitter. 
Twitter has, you know, like, what do you get? Like 12 words? You know, I guess yeah. those are big words. But yeah, you, you get 15 words, 25 words on Twitter, and, and you cap out. It takes longer than that to, like, thank your fans or apologize. People are moving to Instagram for that reason. So, uh, yeah, I think Twitter is making the right move from, from like, a, they'll make their platform better. We'll see, yeah, because that, that was their thing. You know, their thing mm. was, like, boom, 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 quick input, quick, quick output, just put it out there pick it up it's it's done you know and now they're trying now what's the difference between them and instagram what is the difference the difference now between them and instagram is that instagram still has more text limit yeah right and so yeah you're right because a lot of people especially i guess fighters and athletes they'll write their message on instagram and then just tweet out the link to their Instagram post. Yeah, I would or say connected. to me the difference is, and I'm not tied into all the platforms, but Instagram is picture focused. I know Twitter can have pictures, but it doesn't have filters that make your pictures look sepia or old timey or yeah. you, all these girls can't put puppy noses and ears on their faces Snapchat. on Twitter. It's a, it's a secondary part. Is it just Snapchat? You might be yeah, right. I, I might maybe be it's everywhere. I don't know. But but yeah. like the only place I see women with puppy faces is on Snapchat. Dude, I am fucking done with the puppy face nonsense oh. that you see everywhere because it is uh, like all of these. Kyle, you know, you've got I started Tinder playing and, with it. I like plenty it. of fish and, and the rest. I've never put uh, put one on myself. Oh, but the video what ones. all Have of you... these do is it thins their face and contours it in the bottom, and it's like, like you will see a girl's photo and be like, oh, that's a cute little dog face thing she did, and you scroll to another one, and it's like, oh my god, no, 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 it wasn't just a dog thing. That was tapering chins. That was getting rid of blemishes. That was hiding, you know, horrible noses and and bad hair. Like, it, it's it's tricky. And it's I don't like funny, it. Cause I, cause, so you have more expertise than me. Me, not paying much attention to this stuff, always assumed that the puppy face was a cute way to look not cute, right? Like, I don't really care what I look like. Here's me with dog ears. When you know damn well that, like, you're not being... It's, mm -hmm. it's the equivalent of posting just got out of bed pictures, but like cheating at it because you're it's not like actually... Humility. Yeah, yeah. faux humility. Like, a, a, like, yeah, you know, I'm... Easier. I, I, I get along. Oh, look, easily. little Brian got the camera. Look at this picture he took of me. She's like laid out like a Sports Illustrated model. <laughs> like holy shit, he he put. Looks like he's bouncing a lot of light off you there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I compliment little Bobby on his uh the, the light box and the filter and yeah. So anyway, I always thought the puppy ears were a way to like make you look not as good, but like faux not as good because we all know. I'll take yeah. I'll tell you what I sense. do like because uh, someone sent me some like puppy ear shit the other day mm -hmm. and they were like look at all the uh, the different things you can do on here because I think they were new to it too and I was like well it took me like a minute I guess literally to, to, to find like that aspect of Snapchat and then there's a video thing so like you know I'm it, rear facing camera so now I've my face has been superimposed into a completely different background and when I hold the button it takes video. And so the, my face is now superimposed on a guy's body who's riding one of those old-timey bicycles where the front wheel's enormous, and he's going over bumps. So I react to the bumps. I'm like, oh, ah, and I'm looking around. And when I'm done, I've got, like, this five-second video that's fucking hilarious, at least to me. <laughs> and, and there's a bunch of them like that. So I, I kind of like that stuff now. But it, it may just be because I, I haven't used Snapchat very long, I, and it, it, it hasn't worn thin on me yet. I know you guys don't like it, but the new iPhone, so it has uh, facial recognition built into it. But it's like 3D facial moderate modeling. It's different than what Android has with the 2D thing. And 
one of the ways that they use this, of course, because it's 2017 and we're talking about phones, is to like face paint and like, it's taken what Snapchat does, which roughly recognizes where your nose is, times 10. And uh, the demo looked pretty cool for it, although I don't... Is that the panda thing? There was a panda a, one. Face. He had a green like face paint at one point too. And uh, apparently because they have like a dedicated camera that like does 3D modeling of your face as opposed to the regular front facing one and a dedicated chip that they've been working on for like four years that interprets faces, faces like they have a facial recognition chip um, that it allows them to do better dog ears than we've ever seen before. Oh my. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my. I, I was reading about the, uh, the next Android for next year, the Android X. Oh, and, is that what uh, they're calling it? Yeah, and it's bendable. I, I don't know to what degree because there are no mm -hmm. demos of this thing yet. But but like I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that you've got a phone like this, like a regular, you know, flat phone, and you can just fold that bitch in half. Like just fold it in half, and it, it it's like a flip phone that flips open to this. Like 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 like. Oh. I, I want the, I, these are features that nobody asked for and nobody needs. No, and yeah, they just, wait, <laughs> I, I disagree. You want a bendy phone? Like yes. so, I have a. I don't have it in my pocket, but I have the bigger mm -hmm. iPhone. I don't, they don't even make them that big anymore. Like it's the seven plus. And mm -hmm. uh, what's nice about it is because I'm older, the bigger font helps me read. Uh, that sucks. It's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's downside about it is like if, if it folded in half like a wallet, then that would be a lot nicer to carry. I like that. But all what I will accept from bendy phone technology is durability. Like if what comes out of it is you drop it and don't even worry that it breaked, broke, then then that's a that's a win too. Yeah, I was I saw a, a demo and and maybe you saw it on Reddit too of uh, maybe it was an LG smart TV, but it's like paper thin he had a 70 it's that black guy who does tech reviews he had a 77 oh, inch television and he's holding it and it looked like poster board he's like oh, I didn't see that. Thing. he's that like holding cool. a 77 inch like like manipulating it and like turning it sideways and it is blade thin i mean like hmm. couple of cup maybe a, a centimeter two centimeters i'm so here are my initial thoughts as i'm hearing about it. and i didn't see the uh the, the thing that you both saw part of me is like that sounds nice because i don't like it when big tvs dominate the furniture it's one of the reasons we have a projector in our living room because like a tv if it sticks out and it, it, it's a lot and it takes over the room like visually so i think it's nice to have a screen that thing though like on one hand yeah that would solve the problem and projectors have their own issues you know they, they don't work very well if it's not dim enough and there is a loud, noisy fan and things like that it all sucks but uh the downside is like i'm coming from like 109 which is that might be twice as big as seventy seven. Like that'd be a big drop. Yeah, I I was thinking more yeah, like like because it's like eleven yeah. or twelve thousand uh, dollars, and and I think like you could you could just get a six thousand if you want a big TV that's four K. You could just get a six thousand seven thousand dollar TV and just build it into your wall, and and, and then you don't have it jutting. That looks nice. You know, yeah. For 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 a thousand, if you hire a professional, you know you'll have that thing inset into the wall, and it's just it it would be thinner than thin. It would literally be even with the wall if you so desired. My and, parents and I, did that. They have like I'm sorry, I think I cut you off, but it's like crown molding or something that goes around the opening, and it it, yeah, it looks yeah. nice. Or even like, what if you had like, what if someone was like, well, where's the TV? And you were like, and like a, a picture just like moved out of the way and <laughs> slides into the, the ceiling. No, the yeah. ceiling needs to open to receive the picture and then close underneath it. Have I you like ever seen that. the uh, <laughs> the mirror TVs where they look like a mirror and then they just 
become televisions like you can turn on a mirror and then it's a tv not like that for tv watching i've seen people do a lot of do-it-yourselfers do it and uh they'll like have the weather on it or like today's calendar and stuff like that that's in a mirror just like built yeah in. So, i've i've yeah. seen one of those before and and i had only seen it once and this was i was i guess 14 mm-hmm. and so this was you know 12 years ago and so that obviously the technology for TVs wasn't there. I was at the honestly the the richest person's house I've ever been to. He was a guy that was on my hockey team and his grandpa was like some real estate mogul throughout the Midwest and, and realty mogul. And he was showing us around this palatial estate with our whole hockey team there. He he had two elevators, one on both sides of the house just in case you didn't want to have to walk to the the other elevator. And he uh Brendan, this kid, this kid whose grandpa's house it was, was like, oh, you guys got to come over here. Look at this bar. And we're like, we're like 14. So, you know, I, I really this house is big, but they're not going to let us get shit faced here and just run around. <laughs> He's like, no, no, not like that. Here, like grab that remote handed to me. Just watch the mirror. And he clicked it and just this giant, giant mirror just boom, became CNN. And this is like 2004 or something. And I was, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I never, I never thought that we were that poor. You know? <laughs> it was insane. Wow. The dude had like horses at his house. And it was like, there aren't even like places to run the horses around here. It's like, are we just like having them around? It's like, all right. Horses. I, I, I was reading about horse owners on Reddit. It was like, what is a, a hobby for only rich people was the, like the Ask Reddit thing. And one of them mentioned horses, and people were like, God, you got horses wrong. Everyone who owns horses is either really rich or really poor. There are apparently a lot of people who love horses to the point that they, like, stay in a trailer next to the horses and devote, like, they, they, they <laughs> sink themselves financially just so that they can be horse owners. That doesn't make sense to me because, like... I know, like, it depends on the, the horse you have, right? Like, if you want a thoroughbred, thoroughbred racing horse, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it costs as much as a house. But if you want a horse you can ride, it costs as much as an ATV. You know, it's a two Does or three it? thousand dollars. Yeah, a couple what? thousand dollars will get you a horse. So it sounds like you know more than me. The feeding, the vet bills, the stable cost, like, don't, isn't it like a half a apartment you know, to keep a horse? If, if I mean, they, they can live out in a field. You know, I, I know lots of people where the, the it, again, it depends on the level of horse you have. Mm-hmm. But like the people that I know that have horses, they've got a barn that the horse might go into occasionally and they they feed it stuff. But it's not expensive. It's like it's like a big dog. It's like having three dogs. It's it, it, like feeding that thing. I wonder. It's I, like having three dogs. I like. Yeah, that. I have a hard time accepting that. Like I like I don't know how to say it, but. I just uh, people who have horses. Okay, I, I said this before. You could have a dog, but you're not necessarily a dog person. You just have a dog, like lots of people do. When you have a horse, you're a horse person. All of a sudden, you're like monitoring their flatulence. You're just like, you know, oh, like, I bet my horse feels better now. That was quite a whopper. And and you're weird. You're a horse person. It's like not uh, my experience. It's like a bird uh, we, person. If you own a got, bird, you are a bird person. You know, we got a horse. Uh, his name is Dandy. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, we bought Dandy. It's a couple thousand dollars. And uh, Dandy was a big old fucking brown horse. He was beautiful. And he lived in the field. <laughs> Dude, uh, in the list of horse names, like, you know how they're like, oh, Muhammad is the most common name in the UK for babies. Like, Dandy has to be, like, in the top two or three 
worldwide he, for horse names. That sounds he, like the perfect horse name. He came with a name and he knew it, you know, and you'd call Dandy over there and he'd eat an apple out of your hand. And you, I, I rode him for a, a, a bit, you know, it was fun or whatever. But, you know, he lived out there with the cows and he never had any medical issues, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, was he raised I, alone? I like, have no idea. Around no other horses? Can or I, you fr- bought him as an adult? No, it was bought him as an adult, and he was, but he was definitely raised with other horses because the lady that we got him from was a horse lady, and and she had like a stable full of horses, and she ran a horse camp. Now she had overhead; she had a stable with many stalls in it, and each stall had a horse, and every horse had to be brushed, and every horse had a saddle and all the accessories that come along with it. Mm-hmm. But I I think horses are fairly affordable, unless you want to get into it. There are classes of horses, and there are horse snobs. And just like with everything, you know, with cars and stuff like that, like like uh, Chiz was showing us those Mustangs and stuff the other night. They were like forty eight hundred dollars and seventy nine hundred dollars. And it's like, oh, yeah. But, you know, somewhere there's some guy who with, with like a brand new Roush Mustang. And then he put another forty thousand dollars in it dollars in it. And then he had to get his track time in and he's got a mm-hmm. professional uh, trainer. Just it depends what level you want to go to. But, but you could totally get a horse for couple thousand dollars man if someone offered me a horse for free i'd say no thank you right Mm -hmm. (laughs) they said sir you've you've won a radio contest you win a free thoroughbred horse shit be like all right like do i do i can can i get like blues tickets or or something (laughs) like how how many how many blues and cardinals tickets is that (laughs) i need need some tinder date fuel and that's way more useful to me i don't know man you show up on that horse and you're like Come on, climb on up. <laughs> Careful, Dandy's back isn't too good. If you could w- just walk behind us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a low class. This is the Honda Civic of horses. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not want a horse. I would never want a bird. I just, I can't see myself wanting any kind of pet for real other than a dog. Like, even given the option of monkey, like, when push came to shove, I'd be like, you know what? No, this is not practical. It's going to break things and lose things and be a, a nuisance to uh, everyone who comes over. Here's what you need, though. And I, this is just me thinking right here. But, like, what if, like, you had one of those helper monkeys who'd been trained to help some disabled person? And then the disabled person dies. And then you get a secondhand monkey, right? And they're like, ah, this is Ginger. Uh, she's a capuchin master helper monkey. Don't worry about the diapers. She she knocks on the door and rings the bell whenever she'd like to go outside. That's her poop tree out there. You know, just just tell her which one, and she'll know from now on. Is Ginger? That's your poop tree. Now she knows. See, it's good. And you could and and she knew like fifty commands or something. Like then you'd want Ginger. You'd want Ginger the capuchin helper monkey. Until you realize the poop tree is where she climbs up to throw poop at you. Well, she does. Throw <laughs> yeah, she poop, is a monkey. But, uh, she'll throw it at whoever you want. That's the uh, thing. Not a used lion. Yeah. <laughs> like that secondhand, second-hand lion. Yeah. yeah, secondhand monkey. I, I, no, I, don't, I still don't think I would accept the secondhand monkey because at yeah. the end of the day, it is going to wreck your shit and climb up on your counters and break dishes and just, just be a little asshole. Because primates are kind of just assholes in a way, like they're smart enough to know how to upset other animals. Like when a when a dog does something like eat the garbage, it, and it sees your face, like it, it puts its head down. You know, it knows that it did something wrong, but it doesn't. It never maliciously did that. It never thought I'm going to get its attention by spreading garbage around. Like monkeys will do that. Like I guarantee they would spitefully pick up, you know, old food from the garbage and throw it around. Don't you think dogs spitefully do things every so often too? I think that they think they're going to get away with it. I don't think they do it from spite. I think that they'll uh, 
you know, they'd be like, well, how will you ever know? Will he ever even know I got in the trash? I know I'm not supposed <laughs> to get... Like, I don't think that they have that part of the brain that has the action ah. consequence kind of thing. I think that they're thinking, like, I can get in the trash as long as he's not here, and he'll never know. How <laughs> will he know? And then once he's done, he's like, oh, shit, he's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Like, like, I don't think he can make that leap forward in time to, like, action and, and uh, result. I, I feel right. like we've had some dogs that did some malicious destruction uh, over in our time like yeah we ignored him all day or we did this or we did that so he got pissed at us we've had some revenge damage perhaps i know cats do that yeah yeah cats are cunts they cats are, are. Cunts. I, I don't understand cat people like like i didn't, I didn't want to shit on hutch's cat because his cat was was sick you know i, I didn't want to go into a whole thing about how cat people are awful people because <laughs> his, his cat was sick but like I don't get it, and, and like I've known people who had cats, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's Tigger over there. Go pet Tigger." And you go over, and Tigger bites the shit out of you with those fangs, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And like, "Oh, he's never done that before." I'm like, you're a fucking liar. You're a liar, and your cat is a cunt. Yeah. And you're, oh, oh, and by the way, I was just being polite before. Your apartment smells like cat shit all the time. I, I, oh, and cat do. urine. Cat like. Dog urine is no prize. I will give you that. But cat urine is special. That is an odorous, lasting thing that, that just makes that thing smell like cat urine until you throw it away. It's recognizable. Like when you smell cat piss, you're like, oh, that's cat piss. Mm-hmm. That, that is cat piss. Like, like just like a skunk or maybe rotting meat. Like, it like it's one of those smells so that you know. so recognizable, isn't it? Like you, you could smell something when you're nine. Then you go back into that environment and you're like, oh, yeah, that rings a bell. The, the olfactory sense is the strongest one tied to memory. Yep. Interesting. Well, yeah. Yep. Which is why like, you'll be walking saying. around in the... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you'll like be walking around in the woods or something and smell like a flower that you smelled as a kid and then just have like a vivid, long memory about it. It's really neat. Mm. But, yeah, the... Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Monkeys? Cats. Oh, cats. Yeah, <laughs> I, I... That's really the worst part about cats. Isn't their shitty personality or the fact that they would eat your face within two seconds of you dying. Like, that's not it. The, the worst part is the smell. You can be the best cat owner, so attentive, you know, cleaning that litter box after every bowel movement and pee, and it still will permeate and smell like pee. Like, it, it's just there's a cat smell, and it sucks. I, I will it. say one thing that I – one cat I might get on board with is the outdoor cat. If the cat only existed outdoors – and, you know, cleaned up mice, and he was just, like, a part-time, like, take-it-or-leave-it kind of partner. Mm-hmm. That sounds neat to me, you know? Yeah, sure. Not I'd too much far from, like, a, a bird that liked me, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. He oh, lives, there's Danny the Eagle. Yeah, he yeah. lives outside every so often. He lands right here on the fence. And when I walk up to him, he's not a dick. That's my relationship with this bird. I think that'd be neat. And if I had a cat that did that, I think that'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely be cool with an outdoor cat as long as there was a, a mutual understanding of like, you know, if it's ever raining really hard or something and you show up at this door, you remain an outdoor cat. <laughs> like there's no, you know, hall pass to yeah. come in for the day. Here's, the, here's the, the compromise I make. You can occasionally be a porch cat 
Yeah, so that's what you can be. <laughs> be a porch cat and huddle under the little awning. Yeah. <laughs> if it's really cold out, I can imagine a scenario where you're a garage cat, but that's as far as we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A garage cat with like two towels on the ground. Good luck. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, God. I got you a little doghouse. Fuck off. Yeah. Cats, cats do all kinds of annoying things, though. They like to get on your car. Your, your hood will be warm. They like to get up there and mm. pitter patter all around it and leave those little muddy cat prints. And, like, I remember as a kid, a cat like crawled into the, the, the engine of my dad's truck. And when he started it up, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just got sucked into the fan belt and just destroyed in there. And then you had mm. to pick all the pieces of cat out. It was the smell. Yeah, Jesus that is an cat. annoying yeah. cat. <laughs> oh, the cat nuggets. Yeah. I, your father made quite the sacrifice that day. Ah, I just had to pressure wash it. You couldn't even pick it all out. I Have can imagine seen, the uh, horrors your father cars. faced. Have you ever it's seen? It's not like he threw the cat into the fan belt. He went in there on his own accord. And then we had to go somewhere. A friend of mine, on like day three of having his license, when we were all sixteen, he was driving at night, and he hit an owl. Like a full-size giant goddamn owl, mm -hmm. and it got stuck in his grill. Like, have you seen that before? Where animals, you know, they hit yeah. the grill so hard that it's just like a mangled mess of whatever the fuck it hit. And he, uh, yeah, killed an owl on like his third day driving around, and it really freaked him out because he said he he saw it coming in a way where he like <laughs> saw it swooping like it was in the distance he said he saw it swoop down and he was like you know i just took my permit my driver's test rule four is you never swerve off the road for an animal always maintain your speed and continue straight and he's like it'll move it'll move <laughs> it's like all the other birds it'll and then it just didn't move went right into the grill of that fucking chevy cobalt and nice. uh, and that was it. Question for you guys. So there's a paramotor pilot. His name is Del Shanze, and he's like widely hated in the paramotor community. Now, he released video of himself chasing down an owl, and the owl got tired, and then he kicked it. Yeah. And you can't tell what happens to the owl afterwards. A lot of people think the owl might have died because it was exhausted and then like knocked off his uh It was fine. Path. Uh, yeah, or in my theory, actually, I, I suspect that... You know, much like if Kyle was walking and I pushed him on the shoulder, he'd just wobble a couple steps yeah, and be okay. You could shove me down as hard as you want. I won't die. As long as I don't like pull a million dollar baby and like hit a yeah. stool with my neck, like I'm good. I but saw we, we watched it. Did we, okay, we watched so, so here's where I was headed with it though. A lot of people hated this guy to start with. And they are acting like one of the reasons they hate him is that he kicked an owl. And I think there's a like cause and effect that they're swapping there. That they hated him anyway, and he could have kicked a field mouse and they would have hated him. You know, the, is there some reason owls are especially protected and revered? Because and, to me, they're just assholes like every other bird. I, no, I, I, I think that they're usually federally protected. Most raptors are. Um, you know, they, they, they eat a ton of pests. Like, they always talk about the number of mice that those hawks mm -hmm. and stuff eat. And it's, it's kind of, it's, it's usually could, like, like a, comparable to, they talk about how many, uh, the pounds of mosquitoes that a, that a bat will consume. They're like, you yeah. know, he eats his body weight in bats every night, right? Like, holy but shit, okay. I think all Send of us there. are the same way in that, like, while we notice laws... Mostly laws just line up with our morality and don't create our morality. You know, they're just, they're, well, you don't kill people. We all get that. But then there are other things like, I don't know. I can't think of a good example. But, you know, Shooting where, owls. 
You've been shooting owls over oh, there. You got yeah. like owl claw collection. That's a good one. That's a good one. Report your ass right now. I don't now. see why <laughs> shooting a, an owl from like a moral standpoint is any different than shooting a seagull, right? They're, I, I suspect they feel pain yeah, in morally, roughly the same. I don't same. think so either. Why are you shooting seagulls? You, everyone needs a hobby. Why are you judging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seabirds are loud and annoying, so I would rather shoot a, a seabird than an owl. Like just, at least owls at night, they sound cool. Mm, so my do. thing with the with the birds of prey is that I've always, you can tell they're very intelligent because mm -hmm. like robins and blackbirds and doves, they're just like oh seeds on the ground, I'm gonna go out on the ground and peck around and see what I can find. You just see they're they're like hunter gatherer kind of thing. But the hawk, he's up there and you can see his head scanning. And and when they screech or they hoot. They're not just doing that for the fuck of it. They're trying to like spook prey out of their hiding spot. They're trying to get that shrew or that mouse or that rabbit to to bolt. And mm. they, they just seem more intelligent to me. I, I like those things. Like there was a hawk that had a nest in our field, and like we go and like look up at it with the binoculars, and 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 you know it it swooped down with something and feed them. It was really cool. I I I never have shot a hawk. I never have shot a uh, an owl. And they're among the very few critters that I have not <laughs> shot. Like, like that's a short, short list of things that I won't kill. And it's and the owls and the hawks and the eagles are on it. I uh, I think, like, if the guy did kick the owl in midair, yeah, like there's there's a good chance that killed it because like birds. He did, by the way. I saw the video. Like, yeah, yeah, if he, he did. if he if he kicked it, it's probably dead. Uh, because it's not like Kyle, where I could shove Kyle down, I could punch Kyle, kick him. Like it's not gonna break a bone Here, unless he falls in like on a curb or something. Something With a bird, you might not if I, know. If I, if I, I think slapped, the bird was at like 150 feet. I'm just throwing okay. that in there. Like he had some recovery time. So he had some recovery time, but like. When you kick with hard shoes, or you uh -huh. punch, or even slap a bird, like it's gonna die. You're gonna break at least a few of those brittle little hollow bones, and it's not gonna be able to fly. Like like wings are so delicate; it takes so little to fuck those up. Like that's why they're mm. always preening and organizing their feathers and getting it just right. Like, yeah, a, a kick to midair to a bird isn't like, oh, what an asshole. It's like, oh, good, my, all my left side bones are shattered. Like that's it. Like so, yeah. I bet he killed him. What an right. asshole! They were that going in the same direction, so like it wasn't like an impactful kick. But yeah. you might be right. I mean, it definitely he kicked it hard enough to destroy its flight path. You yeah. know, all of a sudden he was. You know, I saw. We watched it on the show. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but did we like, watch I, it on the show? I didn't. Really oh yeah. Know. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 we watched the clip of it. Like, I, but I think that bird's dead. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't care because here's my thing. <laughs> Even care. playing After your owl defense. Yeah. No, no, because because of this, right? Like if there's an owl down here on the ground and I blast it with my gun, or if he, or if there's a bird on a perch and I slap it, that's fucked up. I've cheated in some way, but mm -hmm. this guy took to the air. Mm -hmm. He flew up there with this thing, and that thing still couldn't evade him in his own right. on his own turf. Is what I'm saying. It's like going in the water and fighting a shark. I was gonna use that analogy. Field, bitch. Not even even. even. You went to a, that's an away game. Yeah. There you go. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I saw it. I, I wouldn't do that, I don't think. I, I I certainly wouldn't record it and upload it. <laughs> like, like I'd show some friends or something like, look at this. I went up into the sky and whooped the bird's ass. Like like you know, it's kind of funny. And I, I thought it crashed into a tree. My guess is it's all right. Cause it looked like it got bumped. Like it got bumped and then it like lost its like whatever aerodynamic principles were keeping it up there kind of 
faltered and it I've was lost tired. my aerodynamic principles. You know? yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and he just fucking like hit a tree or something. I I I bet that owl's fine. Like like and who cares? It's an owl in the end. Like although it's not like they're they're like calling this guy's like real job and having him fire him or anything. They're just giving him a little little shit on the internet, right? Yeah. Uh well he went to federal court and ah. <laughs> so uh like I, oh, I don't actually know. Here here's where it is. So I'm careful Bird about ball. saying this. <laughs> he allegedly did all this and uh I'll say so the the guy the way he talks is really enthusiastic and slightly more higher pitched than most guys and he also never uses curse words. So you hear him and if you've heard him, like, it's very distinctive, his speaking pattern. He's like, oh, I kicked an owl's butt. I kicked an owl's butt. Uh, I kicked an owl's butt. Who says kicked owl's butt, right? Like, the, it was, <laughs> it really seemed like it was him to me, allegedly. And uh, he went to court, and I thought he lost. But then he claims he sued someone and got a million dollars because they falsely accused him of kicking the owl. And I'm like, but I saw it. Like you totally. Like I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how it went it. down. You did kick the owl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I saw like what is undeniable is he went to like there's people there's like cameras and he got on the news for this owl kicking trial. I'm just not a hundred percent sure what the outcome of it was. I have to yeah, look man. it up. Yeah, uh, That was dumb of him to do because yeah. like maybe it's maybe I, I i just give people more credit than they they deserve because mm. like we you know I, I hunted so much so we knew like what yeah if you're bird hunting and there are birds flying in the air like something that, that my dad would tell me early is like like oh we you can't shoot this bird you can't shoot that bird you know anybody's looking anyway you can't can't shoot this bird you can't shoot that bird like these are the protected birds i we were dove mm. hunting once and i a pigeon flew over, and pigeons and doves look very similar. The pigeons is bigger, especially and in flight, right? Yeah. 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 Well, as a hunter, like at this point, I can recognize there's a very I can recognize the different flight patterns and the wing shapes and stuff oh, like okay. that. But back then, I was 13, blasted this big fat fucking pigeon, wasted him, and I, I go up to to get my bird, and his leg is banded. He's got a band on his leg that says, like, I don't know, Athens Ornithologist, like, Institute or some <laughs> shit like that. And it's like, oh, God, what do we do? And it's like, we destroy the evidence. That's what we do. Like, <laughs> we burned the bird. Yeah. We burned the bird. Did you bury and, uh, it? We buried the bird, gave him a proper burial there and everything. It was a 100% accident. Mm. And I, it was an easy mistake to make. And I don't even think it was protected, to be honest. I, I really don't. Like, like, you could shoot a pigeon. Like, there's no law against shooting pigeons. Know. It's just, like, I kind of felt... This is a banded bird. Like I it didn't seem like a good thing to do. Um, but but then I was at a dove field once and a hawk flew over. And the difference between a red tail hawk and a dove is huge. The the doves have this crazy swooping darting flight pattern. They fly up to forty five miles per hour. They're they're only about this big. They're flapping their wings. They they fly in a flock usually three four at a time at least. And here came this big fucking hawk coming into the field and Johnny asshole up and and I'm watching it. I'm like oh look. I hope nobody. Boom! 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 Oh! Oh God! Oh God! And you like see the nobody. Size of that dove? <laughs> <laughs> Two guys had fired the shots, and now they're arguing with one another. I, you shot it! Oh, oh, I missed! You, you shot it! Oh, oh, I didn't! And while they're arguing, like someone with common sense is like, it, it, I, I was about to say his name, but another gentleman is, is like. <laughs> While y'all fucking dumbasses argue, I guess I'll clean up the goddamn evidence for the game warden gets here and locks us all up. <laughs> and sure enough, like he goes down there and gets the bird and disposes of it, and the game warden shows up 
five minutes later and starts walking through the field, checking licenses and seeing it, smelling people's breath. And he just like had a few beers over there. He's like, I had a few. Why don't you go sit under that tree for a little while and, and, and burn them off before you come back out here? All right, then. And then, you know, but if you don't have a license, he's that like, was kind oh, of a cool game warden, I guess. That guy was okay. Well, uh, you're allowed I, to drink while you're hunting. He couldn't say oh, you I can't drink that. while you're hunting. I, I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think you're allowed to drink and hunt. The, uh, I've I'm never done positive. it before, but I've seen enough shows that I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh-uh, uh-uh. King of the Hill yeah. wouldn't lead me wrong. They would. <laughs> it's the same thing with paintball. Like, yeah, whenever you see paintball on a TV show, first thing they do, everybody's masks off having a conversation behind a log. You can't do that shit in real life. You mm. lose your goddamn eyeball. Like, it's blasted it out. Really it ruptures. Yeah. Mm. So, like, yeah, you can't drink and hunt. Um, but, but he was cool about that. But growing up, when I was, like, when we were deer hunting, we dealt with the most cuntish game warden of all time. He would check our licenses daily. Daily he would check them. And like, like to see if, if we'd gotten a deer, which is bullshit. That's not his job to see what we've mm-hmm. been up to. It's to see if we're licensed or to perhaps catch us in the act of doing something. And there's like a dead like baby chicken, like all crustified in the back of my dad's truck. And he's like, what's that, a quail? He's like, no, it's a chicken. It's not even <laughs> quail season. Well, I was <laughs> like, no, you're, you're trying to incriminate us here, you, you asshole. Like, like he, would, he would sit, we hunted over this massive uh, corn and soybean farm. It was like 8,000 uh, acres, and it's split into many parcels, and there's roads going through it and stuff. He would sit on a, on a bridge and park his truck, turn it off, and he'd sit there and listen for a gunshot. And then he'd drive to the gunshot and, and try to make sure you've done everything. What an he, asshole. He, was, he harassed us on a daily basis. They eventually fired him because he harassed so many people. He was a, he was a real cunt. It would be like Woody as a as a lifeguard, like constantly interrupting games of Marco Polo and whatnot, just to, just to jump in. Just had to be sure nobody was drowning. Back to your, your games. You gave away where we all are. You made us open our eyes. Just until the day. All right, you enjoy the next 20 minutes of play. I'm going to come check up on you. Yeah. That's great. Like, yeah. But really, for that one, that guy kicking it, like, it's not that I have a heart breaking for the owl. It's that because I empathize so much with it, you know? It's that... Mm. Uh, like I just don't You're like kin. people who hurt animals for fun. Like like it there's no reason for it. Like if if I see a bunny that's super friendly or an owl or a pelican, you know, waddling towards me, there's no part of me that's like I'm going to drop kick this motherfucker so hard and upload it to YouTube. Like that that kind of shows character flaw already. Or where it, like of- if you think it's okay to just hurt an animal for fun and then be like, everybody's going to get a kick out of this. It's like, no, no, you're clearly not a normal person. You really missed the mark on how everybody else perceives things like this. You look like an asshole. I, uh, yeah, the guy, he, I don't know how to put it. Like, I want to say he's on the autism spectrum, but it's not really autism. He, but he doesn't relate to other people. He doesn't predict how they'll respond to his actions. And... It's uh, he's pretty far out of the norm. He's not dumb. Uh, he's had a couple successful businesses, but he's just yeah, he doesn't doesn't register yeah, there's quite right. Up. Like like harming animals for fun. I know what you're thinking, like, Kyle. Screw off. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he talking about himself? Nah. <laughs> this guy is times Did ten. Did Woody kick the bird? <laughs> <laughs> No, Woody would not kick a bird in midair for fun. <laughs> no, you would not. I would no, never would put not. it on YouTube. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, this would know not to upload it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he's 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 pretty far out there. Anyway, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is new in the world. I, I swear I've only been paying I mean, attention uh, to politics. Women and in pie. Saudi Arabia can drive. Oh, I, can they? I mean, <laughs> uh, they are now allowed to get their license, <laughs> uh -huh. but they still have laws on the books where it's like, and you must be, be accompanied by a male before you leave the house. And so it's like, oh, so really what you've done is you've provided all the lovely men of Saudi Arabia with chauffeurs. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh, <laughs> you're right. Now. One more yeah. step, though. Like, it's a step. It. it if they could get rid of that whole chauffeur thing, oh god, there is something going. Ah, let me start over. Bill Maher sometimes speaks for me, right? And I like the way he takes liberals to task, even though like he is one, like I am kind of one, you know, next to them. And uh, he's like, "Look, you wouldn't put up with the shit that happens to women for one second. If it was happening to like black people, if it was South Africa, if it was apartheid, if it was this or if it was that. But what the Muslims do to women is just, hey, part of their culture. It's all cool. And them being like attached to a guy all the time, they, can't, they have no freedom. They, that means they can't have jobs. It means they can't have their own stability. And it seems like at least some Muslims, not all, don't get me wrong, look at like a woman walking down the street by herself as some sort of slut target that you can do anything you want to. Not even a whole woman, not a real person. And that is wild to me. And Saudi Arabia, in spite of the fact that they're a U.S. ally for some reason, is still that way. And yeah, a lot of that they're oil. on the U.N. Human Rights Tribunal, and they <laughs> hang gay people from cranes, and they throw apostates off of buildings. And it's like, Jesus Christ. It's, they have that is a that's for, a Trumpian a cabinet force. level appointment. You know, like they <laughs> they have that police force for witchcraft and wizardry. That's some Harry Potter shit. They're mm -hmm. literally government agents whose job is to search out and find the witches who are operating within the within Saudi Arabia and then arrest them and punish them for their witchcraft. Yeah. I knew a guy from Saudi Arabia, and I was I was talking to him for a while. He spoke good English, but he moved here like as an adult, so he's still. You know, he knew how shit worked there. And so sometimes we just talk and I'd ask him, like, what like what what's what are the biggest differences? Like, what's it like there compared to here? Like, do, like I know you guys like sell a lot of hash and weed and stuff over there. So is that like your guys thing instead of drinking? Because I know you can't drink. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Do you know what the punishment is in Saudi Arabia for possession of drugs? And I was like, no, like you go to prison or religious prison. He's like death. The punishment is death. <laughs> so no, I have never tried marijuana. And I was like, all right, you know what? I I don't blame you one bit. Like <laughs> for not trying. Right. He was saying like uh, uh, Johnny Walker and Jack Daniels and Jim Beam and like American liquors mm -hmm. are super popular on the black market. So a bottle that's like fifty dollars here is like two hundred plus there, and you have to drink it in secret. And he's and he told me uh, that the regular police, if they catch you drinking. They'll be like, hey, cut that out. I'm seizing that. I'm taking it. No more for you. But if the religious police, which like Kyle said, are a separate thing, the Sharia police, if they catch you drinking, you are fucked. Like, it, it, end of story. No, it, You might be hanged in public. Might as like, well have a gunfight. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Your odds are it's, about the same. It's just a crazy, like, so far in the past world. To think of it, like, they, they just today allow women to drive. Like, you can find stories, like I said, of them throwing gay people off of buildings or apostates. Like, it, it is a totally different world. Scary. 
Yeah. All right. Let's, let, on a lighter note, mm. uh, did anyone watch the new Rick and Morty? I yes. did not. Yeah, I've been defending this whole season, and this episode just didn't excite me. Yeah, it, it was a it was a meh episode. I I am really into the backstory. Like like mm-hmm. I want to know Rick's. They they they've thrown it out there that there was that period of time where Rick left his family, and he was gone. And there are those pictures of him holding baby Morty in Birdman's apartment. And there's this mystery about that and about Rick's origin story, mm-hmm. about what happened to Rick's wife. And all of that's out there. And I'm interested in that as much as I was ever interested in Jon Snow's origin. You know, like that to me is the crux of the show. I feel like, I hope that when we get to the bottom of that, there's going to be a mind blowing moment or this moment of like a really powerful episode, at least, where you see something about where something about Rick is revealed, where something that we didn't know, kind of a Hodor moment, something's going on. And so, I did appreciate the little tidbits that we got about that. You know, that we learned that Beth's mother was gone, whether she left or she died, at an early age, right? Because Beth spent her time in Jupy Land or whatever it was that, that, yeah. that Rick had made for her. Was it Flippy? And I did, yeah. may have been. And then I thought that, you know, the way that guy had survived in there, that, that was comical <laughs> to me. But it's that's so Rick and Morty. Joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's just one joke, you know. And then after that, like they, we didn't even get to see Beth massacre the the Jupy incest progeny. Like, like uh, it was it was just okay. And then honestly, the the timeline with uh, or the part of the story with uh, Morty and his sister and their dad and and the alien girlfriend just seemed contrived. It was like, oh, and what can they be doing during all this? Ah. Uh, I don't know. Let's just make up some silly shit that that doesn't really factor into the the big story at all. It's just a one-off goof that's not even that funny at all. Just a little bit of a a relationship uh, a kind of uh, kind of story, you know. They, let, 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 they eh. define Beth in a new way, though, right? Like, like I, I guess we always knew she was smart. She was Rick's kid, horse surgeon, and, you know, horse mm-hmm. surgeon and veterinarian. But to this episode, they kind of defined her as a Rick. You know, they. they that he is like her, he, or she is like him, I mean to say, that, that, that she's a massive fighter, right? She can go in there and massacre, like, 30 normal people, like Rick can. And, I, and, I disagree with that, okay. because those, those things she was massacring were like gummy bear people. Like, like they, they were so defenseless in every regard, and uh, like so out of the know. She I, just seemed to slice and dice those things. I think you're right, but I, I think that we were... Seeing Beth grow into Rick, and and a little. I didn't see that before. Before I always thought she was, you know, very proud of her horse open heart surgery, and that was kind of where it ended. Now, she's a violent, super intelligent person, and now you know, like, oh, we know that. That's Rick. Yeah, I I gleaned a few things from the episode. I thought like like for the overall story. One, I, I don't think I don't think uh, Rick cloned her. You know, he offered her that to make a clone of her. I didn't that get the would, answer uh, to that. What, what what indicated that she didn't to you? Because she goes over the refrigerator and she says something like, "I know what's really important," and she touches a picture of her family. And then mm. next scene, she's like with her at the table with her family. Uh, I, I feel like she was like, "No, I." This is what's important to me. I, and I feel like that's what was kind of... She, she found something out about herself, you know, and, and, and she realized that her family was so important and, and it seemed like she was reaffirming that. And, and I bet she'll get back with Jerry next episode. Just about to ask that. I, I bet that's the cliffhanger for next episode because it's the last one of the season. Oh, if that's the cliffhanger, I, will, I fucking boo, boo, boo. 
It, there better be some real sh- I don't like, like boo, nobody boo, cares. Boo boo boo. Yeah. boo. Says nobody, Kyle. Nobody thumbs cares. down. Yeah. Nobody cares about their relationship. I mean, it's a part of the show the whole and everything. The season was built on it. And and the what the, the reason yeah. that I don't have an issue with it, if that's the cliffhanger, is last season the cliffhanger was amazing. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger was amazing. And, and it was like I didn't know how he was going to get out of that prison. I didn't know what prayer he had. It was like, what is it? I thought it was going to take like five episodes for Morty and his sister to try and crack that. No. He would just like, oh, I don't know, smart my way out of it in the first 120 seconds and then kill yeah, a bunch yeah. of people and I'm free. And it's uh, like, okay. You know, it was a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so the cliffhanger apparently is just the first minute of the next season and then they do whatever yeah. they want. It had better be Evil Morty and uh, the Council of Ricks or the, the Cathedral of Ricks or whatever that thing's called. called, mm-hmm. called. Uh, that. that. That is the important thing to me. That's what I care about. That's the galactic evil or whatever. That needs to cause a problem for Rick. It, that needs to come and like kill. let him come kill Jerry or let him, let him kill Beth. Maybe, I want Evil Morty to kill come. kill Beth and Jerry. I don't give yeah. a shit. About either of their stories. I like that. He kills, he kills Beth and Jerry, and then Rick, like, I guess I'll adopt you kids. And he's, he's like the new daddy. I'm your daddy now. Like, be, I'd be okay with <laughs> that. Like, Rick. Like, and, yeah, yeah, daddy I, Rick. Like, Jerry, <laughs> I am, I'm so bored by. And mm. every scene that has Jerry and Beth in it, I just tune out. Like, it, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's like making jokes about a horrible yet kind of understandably realistic marriage that lost all its love and they're staying together for the kids. And it's like, this is more just depressing and annoying to watch than it is humorous. I'm with you now. No. Two seasons ago, I wasn't. Two seasons ago, like, they'd take a little, like, dig at each other. And I'm like, ooh, like, I'm not used to less than thriving marriages on my TV, you know? And, and so it was neat. Like, wow, they're they're actually arguing and they'd make up by the end of the episode. So it was... It was mm-hmm. interesting to me. But at this point, the version of Jerry that is just a sad guy, it's, it's not, I'm not down with it. I, it it's not interesting. Yeah. I also so. don't know how many more times I can listen to a character give a carbon copy of the same monologue while pretending that it's like you know, paving new ground. Where like every single monologue is like, nothing matters more to you. Nihilism is the only way to go. You know, that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we got it. We got it. We got it, Justin Roiland or whoever's writing this. You're an oh-so-deep nihilist who's too cool for everything, but you just reformat that same shit into different monologues at the end of every episode to show how cool and distant Rick is. Where it's like, this isn't... I don't know. Are you guys noticing that too? It's the exact same theme over and over and over of I'm so... It's like almost like nihilism is like a lazy philosophy because it's like I don't have to actually defend any of, of what I'm saying because nothing matters by virtue of the fact that I already believe this. You're you know, right. and it's, it's that same monologue. There's a certain hipster aspect of it too, like like too cool to care about anything. Exactly. And it's like uh, that's it's not making you cool to me at all. It's it, like you said, it's making you lazy. It, it like this nihilism stuff. I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah, I've been hoping. Like, no, go ahead, I, Kyle. I've been hoping that they're going to juxtapose that with a big event. Like maybe Evil Morty comes in and he takes away Rick's ability to access the other dimensions where he could find a spare Morty or a spare Beth. And uh, and then all of a sudden Rick has a, a whole realization type thing where 
but but we got 22 minutes left of this entire season, mm-hmm. so kind of hard to cram all this good writing that I'm doing right now into that, mm-hmm. since they wasted three or four episodes on yeah. horse shit. Here's the thing I wonder. So you were you were saying that uh, it was a big reveal you were looking forward to. Oh, the the Rick origin story, right? Yeah. I I hope. I guess it doesn't matter, but I hope they have one. Right. I hope they're not on Reddit looking at fan theories, picking out the best ideas and implementing them next season. Like, yeah. like that would be a real letdown to me. But yeah, it, I agree. I, if I was writing Rick and Maury, I could see myself doing that. Like I got a, they left all these clues and I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm genius if I just steal this idea. Do fans of shows ever like, or I guess like fan and show communities ever like retroactively make you dislike a show more? I've had Where like, you'll be like, this is a, this is a pretty good show. And then you'll like find the community of the show on the internet and be like, ah, oh, these people are so obnoxious. Maybe it isn't that great. Like I, that. I've had Never the opposite. Had I've had this. Okay. I, it happened with the, both the Matrix and the Matrix 2. I liked them as movies. I enjoyed it. It was an action movie when I first saw the Matrix. And then I discovered the fan communities online. And they were explaining like all the parallels between Neo and Jesus and this and that. And you know the, the wolf man and the vampire actually represent it. And I was like, oh my god, this movie's so deep. I became like a, a Matrix fanboy, even through the second one, which a lot of people didn't like as much. But I saw it and I was like, alright, that was good, but I don't think I get it. You know, so then I went online and they explained all the hidden meaning and symbolism behind the, that Matrix 2. And I was like, this is so incredible. Matrix 3 came out and it answered, the, I guess it wrapped it up in such a way that everything that was so cool, all that deep symbolism that I wasn't able to understand on my own, was just not true all along. It, they were just action movies. They weren't that amazing. And, and if, like all the because here it is it's wrapped up and all those other questions didn't get answered they didn't happen it wasn't a thing yep. it, it, it the fan community made matrix better than it actually was and that got exposed on matrix 3 yeah man i uh matrix 1 is an absolute classic it's a real masterpiece so so ahead of its time so many of its camera techniques and special effects were being used there for the first time they were pioneering in the industry mm-hmm. with that movie and then the second two are just kind of action movies. And the third one, especially, is just a real goddamn letdown. Like, you're waiting and waiting on those machines to get there. And then they have this gigantic CGI spaghetti mess that pours out of the ceilings. And the answer is a bunch of guys in mech suits with guns. Like, shouldn't there have been mounted guns? And, like, shouldn't there have been some shit up there on the ceiling? Like, instead of building the mech suits, what if we just iron-plated that ceiling or something? Jesus Christ, we knew <laughs> they were coming from up there. I, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> What was I going to... Oh, Lost is another one, right? Like, Lost was amazing and all the fan theories and complexity and this and that. And then when it finally ended, you were like, oh, so all those Half hints... that shit didn't over, mean anything. After the last... Yeah, like, the, there was one episode where they offered a pretty complete explanation where the whole thing exists inside of Hurley's mind, the fat guy. And then that was just dropped. Walt, yeah. with the ability to like create the polar bear and whip up things and you know create guitars and the, the smoke monster and something else coming from his uh, comic book. Like, I wanted to see that. Nah, it was just never, like, none of this was explained. It's bad fucking writers, man. It was bad mm-hmm. writers because like, the three of us can sit right here and explain Walt getting old, get, being enormous you know, between seasons two and three or whatever it was. Like, like clearly, they should have been like, 
time dilation, right? Like Walt is in another dimension learning stuff and becoming super powered Walt. And when he comes back, they're like, Walt, you're 6'1". What happened, mm -hmm. Rosa? He's like, I have lived a thousand years <laughs> and learned that the you know the, the experiences of a hundred men and they're just like oh well shit well, now we've got a a little black godchild with us this is cool but but no they're just like uh Walton he disappeared he's gone now well what about the polar bear what about that scene in the beginning where we saw Walt like make you know they showed a, a scene where Walt is in the real world before the island and he like makes a thing happen with some made birds a bird or crash into a wall, uh, window. Yeah, yeah, like like Walt's like a, a meta human of some kind. Let's let's go with that. Yeah. It, they were so convoluted with with just this. Oh, and and then this silly thing will happen, and that silly thing, and maybe there's dinosaurs on the island. Oh, and there's a whole other group of people too. Oh, and there's a guy in a hole, and every time he hit, he has to hit a button every day, or the world ends. And and uh, oh, and everybody on the island's magical in one way or another. Like whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just make it one or two of these fucking things. Did so they explain the numbers? No, not to my not. They explained the numbers in like eight different ways, and none of them were true. You know what I mean? They were always like, they were always coming up with a different explanation, a, mm -hmm. a red herring that would lead you off. Like, oh, I got it. There's the lotto numbers. That's that's where it all came in. Oh, well, that's the code you got to punch in. So this like, no, they the writers didn't know, so they just kept like leaving these loose ends everywhere. And they had such a dedicated, passionate fan base that it was just a real dick up the ass to them. Yeah. It, it was it it was a it's. I saw someone on Reddit recently saying, "Oh, now's a good time to go back to to Lost. You know, you can binge it, and and the ending's actually a lot better in retrospect." And I was like, "No, fuck Not you, dummy. No, like like what is is this J.J. Abrams? Is this J.J. <laughs> Abrams alternate did account he do right that? here? Did he make Lost?" thought he did i'm not I saying you're check. wrong i just didn't I, I might not have known his name at i the need time. to fact check myself on that one jj abrams fun fact jj abrams the uh the real life person is actually dead shit what no, that's just something kyle does all the time i thought he oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah executive producer creator yeah okay did you see this thing about Sidney crosby i linked you to oh the i, I linked the, it right the article. concussion thing yeah, where it says, uh, doctors concerned Sidney Crosby has sustained another concussion oh, after he accepts invitation to Trump White House. <laughs> I and read that, too. Very odd picture of Sidney Crosby there with what is, to Woody's credit, just a just bad facial hair. Mm. Not not good at all. Yeah, Not a good look for him. <sighs> um, and a uh, episode of Vice Principals came out. I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I like vice principals. I'm, I'm into it. I like that dykey uh, vice principal they've got now. Uh, this, this little lady. Dykey. <laughs> yeah, principal. yeah. It's it's the only fun. thing she likes better than putting kids in her place is eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will give that show another shot if it's you're liking it that funny. much. I like it too. I haven't seen the new episode that Kyle talked about. I, I hate to it's bring HBO, it up. I'm the bad it? guy. Have you guys followed the politics at all? The, the new health care bill and such? Nah, I know it's not going to go through, no. so it just didn't this, seem... So I read that... Here, here's what I understand, and I, I was just reading about it today. You know how they have until the end of this month uh, to do something called budget reconciliation, which is nice because you only need 50 or 51 votes. I think it's 50, uh, but they'll need 60 after mm -hmm. September. Apparently, the finance committee can like keep that going like with their next budget also require that reconciliation thing. And uh, Republicans dominate the finance committee, so they could maybe, maybe the end of September is not the end of the game. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I'm like, oh, we're going to keep doing this, you know, huh. 
I think yeah, this is I, good. I figured it was all over after this one for the most no, part. No, I think most this is part. good because, like, yeah, for, they started out now. this, uh, whatever they call it, the Graham cocksucker bill, <laughs> whatever they've come up with. Lindsey Graham is such a closet gay man. Like, like I wasn't calling, I, I was saying that whoever the other name in the bunch is a cocksucker, but Cassidy like, or you, something. Ever, you ever, yeah, you ever, you ever hear Lindsey Graham speak that, that mm -hmm. effeminate voice, that unmarried 65 year old effeminate southern man? <laughs> Like, like yeah. he is Frank Underwood, except not successful at all. Well, like, Frank like, Underwood is also kind of gay. He that's what with I'm his saying. Own secret service agent. Pretty that's exactly gay. What I'm saying. Yeah, he's only gay yeah. in that he seems to like dick a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gay watched. Uh, I watched the first half of that movie, Legend, uh, with, where the it's got. Movie? Uh, no, it's the one with um, who's the guy who played Bane, whose name I'm, is escaping Tom me Hardy. right now. Tom Hardy plays twin brothers who are gangsters in London true story and uh, one of them's gay and the uh, and mentally oh, disturbed yeah. he's mentally disturbed he's literally a paranoid schizophrenic and the other one is very suave and uh, an ex-boxer and there's a great scene where like they walk into a bar to like have this meeting with some other gangsters and they realize these guys aren't here for a meeting they're here to beat us half to death or most of the way to death <laughs> and the and the psychopath like he does that thing where he like pokes guns out of his coat. He's like, oh, I came here for a fucking shootout. Western style. Bunch of pussies came with fit. What's that rolling pin you got? You gonna bake me a cake? Blow out my <laughs> candles for me? Fucking amateurs. And he just walks out. He's like, oh, I don't have time for this shit. And leaves his brother behind. And they all look back at the brother who's pouring himself a Guinness. And, and they're like, looks like he ran out on you. It does. And he's like, oh. He's just not impressed with you lot. He's, he, he, that's all. <laughs> and, he, and, and he's like, uh, the, the, the guy's like, Charlie told us to beat the granny out of you. He's like, well, I hope you don't mind if I fight back. And I brought these. And he's got <laughs> brass knuckles on. And, and while, while he's telling them, while he's keeping them all focused on him, his brother's sneaking back in behind him with a fucking hammer in each hand. A fucking hammer in each hand. Like, closing the door behind him really sneaky. He's like, We'll tell you a little joke. Paranoid schizophrenic walks into a bar, and then, and of course, it's his brother walking into the bar. And right about then, like, like he decks two of them, and his brother starts going hammer time on him. His brother's <laughs> breaking kneecaps and smashing ribs in and clopping people in the head. Gets a man and bites a chunk out of his face. And I'm like, whoa, this is going to be a great movie. And then it's just downhill from there. Ah, super lame. Just, just didn't care start. for it. Didn't. Just watch that scene. Watch like bar fight scene from Legend. And but it was interesting because that brother was gay and he's very open about it. In like the '60s or something, like the Italian mafioso boss comes over to make some sort of uh, cross Atlantic deal, and he and uh, he's like, "Hey, you you ever come to Brooklyn or Philadelphia? I I get you anything you want, any kind of girl you want." And he's like, "I like boys. What? I like boys. I like fucking them." I'm not prejudiced or anything. I fuck Italian boys. <laughs> I even had a Negro once. I fucked a Tahitian lad so hard. Oh, bit him over good. Hurt him badly, I did. And the guy's like, you've got some balls saying that. I, I like you. Hell yeah. Like claps the glasses together. So that shit was interesting, but it just I don't know what happened in that movie. I just I really lost interest fast, like halfway through. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. It, it does get worse throughout. I really yeah. like Tom Hardy, though. I think he's a great actor. Big he's one fan of my of favorites. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I hope they make him like the next uh, Bond or Wolverine or something like that. They, they give him something like because he could fit into either of those roles. I think. I'm sure Taylor oh, yeah. would love it if his favorite actor just got into a nice Wolverine franchise. Keep that going for the next twelve years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we need are more superhero movies <laughs> at any cost. I like just, them, man. Dude, like eventually them. these things have to fucking die. Western. Wait, I, I've been saying it for a decade and it hasn't happened yet. I would so much prefer a return to westerns. That would be great. Yeah, like West I just. World. People eventually have to get sick of this same shit. Rinse and repeat. I haven't even watched... I, the last superhero movie I saw was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And the last one I saw before that, I think, was The Avengers 1. And if you give me the name of any superhero movie, I will tell you how it ends. Guardians because of the Galaxy 2. Because they all 2. end the same way. Does it end with a, a song and dance? No. It Wait. ends with a funeral. It ends with a song and dance as the credits are going and, and the fucking trees dancing and, and nah, they're all doing Guardians. that, right? No, nah, that's Guardians 1. Guardians 2 ends with a funeral. No, I'm saying this one probably does too. I bet you're uh, forgetting. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I feel like Kyle might be forgetting. I think yeah. it does. I nah, think the teenage... very, very last scene is, uh, is that henchman of the, w trying to use the, the mentally powered like spear thing and he stabs uh, John C um, the, the, big, the big guy. He stabs that guy and then he just runs because he doesn't want to get beaten to death or whatever. I feel like yeah, that's I, the very Batista's I, I really liked yeah. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. I thought that was a good movie. It was, I'll see the second one at some point. Guardians of the Galaxy but 2 like, is better. Well, then I'll try it because yeah. I thought the first one was just a good, fun-loving. I thought you know, the first one was whatever. good, but I kind of did the Bill Burr thing where I like Chris Pratt so much. I gave it points just because it, I like Chris Pratt. And the second one, I feel like it's you could not like Chris Pratt and still really think it was a good movie. I just yeah. like I'm so lost in the superhero universe now that uh, like yeah. all the one all the movies that they're making about like superheroes now. I don't even know who these superheroes are. Like I saw a, a, <laughs> yeah, I a poster of all of like the Marvel superheroes they have, yeah. and I want to go through it probably on PKA like Kyle did with the NHL logos and saying the teams because I don't know any of these people. Like I see, all right, that's the Hulk. There's some green bitch. Right. That guy's got sunglasses on. I uh, I certainly know Iron Man and the Hulk and Captain America, but uh, you know whatever. Curiously long fingers. I don't know that person at all. What's his name? Uh, the the guy who with the bulletproof skin who's on Netflix. Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Hmm. No, Nick Cage is an actor. Iron uh, Fist. Luke, Luke, Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah, like the I scroll past Luke Cage. Iron Fist, and I genuinely like will Google it sometimes because I'm like they're just fucking making them up. Like these aren't even. Old <laughs> Would that people. be better though? It would be better, but like you check, and it's like, oh my god, the, they're into the D-list superheroes. These are if the world were comprised of superheroes, these guys would be relegated to the DMV and parking attendants. I like cause they're not that impressive. I like it when new superheroes are created. I'm not supposed to know all the lore, right? Like when when it's like, oh, what do you, you don't know what you're talking about? You're not familiar with Thanos's backstory. No, I'm not. I, I can't help you there. Like, I don't I, even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the, and like, I, I can't stack rank who's the most powerful. Like, that's not something I'm very good at. It's so. difficult sometimes. Yeah, like, like you know, <laughs> not what well, it's even within fantasy and and fiction. There are rules, right? And and I only get upset when those rules are broken or ignored. So like so like I don't like people who can't have a conversation about who's stronger in uh, in in uh, um, Lord of the Rings. 
or who's faster or who's better with a bow or who lives longer. They're like, ah, it's all made up. It's like, yeah, but he made up rules, which we have to follow. And mm-hmm. even if they're made up rules, there's still rules. And, uh, you know, there are rules like that for Marvel characters and DC characters, too. You can go online to their websites. And like I said before, you know, they've they've done the math, literally, in Sometimes some cases. Sometimes it changes, though, right? It's like, you know, in the 1940s, Captain America was strong enough to lift a car. Totally. But there was this one time he was called upon to be strong enough to lift a plane. So apparently he can do that. And yeah. it's like, man, he's been struggling with cars for 30 years. And then suddenly he can <laughs> lift jets? Like... It seems like he should be one-handed throwing cars. Yeah, now that's true too. You know, like like there are different iterations of the superheroes. They'll reinvent them every mm. generation. Uh, but but you know, we've got to focus on the generation that are the Marvel movies because that's you know that that's what okay. we have to work with in most of the cases. I like your rule set. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't go back to like 1930 Superman because he couldn't fly. He just jumped. <laughs> I say that because the websites sometimes do that. Like when they calculate Superman's strength, they look at every feat of strength he's ever done until it goes all the way back to some time where he changed Earth's orbit. And, and you know, now he's got some immeasurable Which strength. Which doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. Don't you people understand basic physics? Like, like if Superman tries to lift an island, then it's just like driving a Superman-sized spear through that island. You just goes mm. through it. The island's weight pushes it over him. Like, like he just goes through the island. He can't I get it. Yeah. He, he can't <laughs> put, get his, his hands aren't enough surface area. In the same regard, he can't move a planet. And making the Earth spin backwards does not fucking change time. It just kills everything on Earth. Have you tried it? It just kills, it just kills everything on Earth. <laughs> mm, uh, you can't know that for sure. <laughs> you absolutely can. I don't buy it. <laughs> we should just be that dumb all the time. <laughs> it can't possibly be true. Yeah, no, it would just be this. Oh, people would walk backwards. That's what would happen. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't this works. Uh, See, that's how the Superman universe should have ended. Is he comes back down to Earth after doing that, and it's just gore and people wrapped around street signs and just a pulpy mess everywhere. And has he, like, stops off in every... Yeah, the oceans are now... The entire, you know, each continent has been flooded, you know, and there's sharks, you know, laying in the middle of Kansas. You know, the whole... If the earth earth's spinning a thousand miles per hour, so the oceans are, we all are. So if you start spinning the earth backwards, then the oceans are going to keep moving because they're a fluid and just wash around the whole globe, right, with, with the... An incredibly powerful tsunami that uses the entire volume of the Earth's oceans. You know, it, it just doesn't work like that. Super, and that's not even how time works. It's not even how time works. Not even how time works. Not even how time works. Like, like. If well, you, it's still it's it's only twenty minutes after I started actually, but everyone is dead. Yeah, it's so time to go find a new a new home. If he'd flown into the sun so fast and hard that it created a black hole and that allowed him to travel back in time, like I'd have bought it. Still stupid. It's still stupid, but but you can't just spin the fucking planet backwards like it's an enormous clock. Like like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is. That, that's pretty 1950s. That that oh, was sorry. 1980s. That that was disgusting when oh, they made that okay. movie. Yeah, it's it's awful. That's the movie. That's like Superman three or something. Superman Never seen 2. it. Yeah, we were. Yeah, that some of the movies are okay. Some of the some of those movies are good and worth watching, and but the Superman movies, in my opinion, like, uh uh-uh. uh. None of those old Superman movies with uh, Christopher Reeve are, are worth watching. I, the way I feel about DC movies is kind of the way that like an NVIDIA person feels about AMD. I want them to be great just so that the competition drives great movies. If DC continues to put out clunkers, 
then like Marvel can just make any crap. I, I yep. want there to be a great rivalry, and you know, we've all seen how that works in competition. It helps. Mm-hmm. Pathetic, pathetic. Mm. Those people over there. I saw uh, Mark Hamill on uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, on a. Yeah, Wonder Woman's good. They made one good movie. I like Probably Batman like versus 30. Superman more than most. Probably like thirty good I, movies so far. I, like, I don't. Like, I think I'm rooting for DC just as an underdog, like you know, because sometimes it's fun to root for the underdog, but it's DC hard character. to deny the score. You know, the score is posted. Underdog. It's Uh-oh. thirty to one so far. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Yeah, good luck with that comeback, you cunts. No, Mark Hamill was talking about the new Star Wars movies and how he hates them. <laughs> like, 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 like he he's just that. like the ones he's in. He's like, ah. Oh. That's so ridiculous. He's like, I'm in the last 30 seconds. He's like, it should have been that I felt the force that that Harrison was in trouble, and I rushed to that planet, and then just as I was getting there, cutting through the enemies, I couldn't save him as he falls off the bridge. And then you'd have me and Leia there, and and like we'd have seen that happening right between, but uh, in front of our eyes, and that would have that would have gotten me into crazy mode, and then boom, into the next film, and that's our cliffhanger. He's like, or. Or that lightsaber battle they have in the woods where the lightsaber starts vibrating and then flies through the air and Ray catches it. It should have been me catching it. I should have caught it and come slashing in. And it's, I'm like, yeah, both of those are much better, much better. And, and, and he's talking about the next movie, the one that it has, has wrapped now. And he's like, it's not going to recapture whatever you guys had as kids. All right. These are just movies. All right. Just making movies, and uh, you know, I, I go to the creators and I tell them what I'd like to do and what I think my character should do. I ask them what my backstory is. They don't know. They don't know what I should be thinking or what I've been up to during this time. He's like, just go in there thinking about it that way. This is just a movie, all right? Like he's really like laying it on. He's not right. so. That's what happened in the last movie, the eighth one, or I don't even know what it was, but the the one, the last one Mark Hamill was in. Yeah. I would it be the fifth one? I'm sure you're right. So, no, it wouldn't. I, you're cut off on you my screen. You can see screen. both hands, right? Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> the, it was the seventh one. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so that movie, like, Star Wars is a cultural icon. Star Wars, like, it, I, I guess the line is not, Luke, I am your father, but everyone thinks it is. But, like, that scene is embedded in everybody's memory and like the, the, the whole notion of the Jedi and like everyone, it's a big part of American culture, maybe even global culture. And then that movie came out and everybody is like, I mean, it was good. Right. But it just wasn't the, this like didn't change our world. After I saw that movie, I was the same person I was before I saw it. And I, I maybe just trying to remind us that it's just a movie. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 they're fucking up. They're fucking up, man. Like, like, yeah, like I, I, I just, I, 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 I wish that, I wish that they would listen to some of the good ideas that people like Mark Hamill have. Like, like, like it's just, he right. even said it. He, he's like, he's like, you don't have to be have a good movie in Hollywood. It just has to make a lot of money. He's like, look at the Transformers movies. It's true. And, and, and he said that on stage to this massive crowd of people. <laughs> and he, he goes. And I just realized this is being recorded. I shouldn't have been that specific. I've only <laughs> seen the trailers. I've only seen the trailers. But you get my point, right? Like, he, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this thing should have. You gotta serve the nerds. Mm. You gotta serve the people who are into like, like that, 
crazy backstory that that the people who have read who have read all of the the comics and the fan fiction and 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 they have all these theories like you got to play to those people you can't just make a flashy transformers movie with lightsabers for for every like 18 year old fucking like snowflake generation person that wants to go see these things they'll still go it's going to be a cultural moment especially if you serve the people from the 70s and 80s Sometimes you or even sometimes me will be like, hey, you know what? Here's a better way they could have done that. And it is better. It's a lot yeah. better. And yeah, yeah it, what they did with Luke was lame in that movie. The, and it, it, in my head, it's like, all right, you can do that with Luke, but you better fucking make him the baddest motherfucker of all time next movie. He better, he better have some Ewan McGregor moves, fucking spinning and backflips and fucking cutting 30 men apart. He better crush some people with some force skills. He better have some force lightning. None of that shit will happen. You watch. He'll be a diminished version. He'll be old man. He'll be Ben Kenobi just walking around with a weak voice and you know telling that you shouldn't to calm be... down, Ray. Calm down. You must be patient. <laughs> Do you remember the first no! time Yoda got in a sword fight? Or yeah. Lightsaber fight? Oh, my God. Like, it, his, his <laughs> reputation as an amazing lightsaber person became earned. All of a sudden, he's like a 1970s kung fu fighter where flips are a big part of fighting for some reason <laughs> and you yeah. know and all the like he just so badass i want to see that out of mark hamill he looked like one of those fireworks you light that spins around and around shooting mm -hmm. like different colors out. <laughs> it takes off he was like that although he, he still could do got his like ass a double jumping like in uh like in super smash brothers where he'd like jump up and be on this side of someone in the air and then just jump from there back again <laughs> like where you get like hoop hoop like like Mario. Yeah. They should make yeah, Mark like Hamill. They should, Mark Hamill should be OP as fuck, and then he should have to give his life to save Ray, and then move along like halfway, three quarters of the way through the movie, maybe at the end of the movie, whatever. But he should be OP as fuck. That like, like, that would be good, but I think I might want two Mark Hamill movies before we do it. Maybe that's just me. That person didn't count. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. We. I I think they're gonna fucking ruin it. It's gonna be terrible. Uh, Star Wars sucks. Sort of Star Trek now, though. So what are you gonna do? It's all about Orville. Maybe yeah. I need to watch that. I haven't that. seen it, but I, yeah. All right, rap. Yeah. PKN yep. episode one sixty two.